And now it's a reversal of things. It's almost like a mirrored reality where where I have so much of what I want and I've achieved so much of what I wanted that the fear is different but the same. The fear is that I'll lose everything. The fear is that I'm not in control of everything. The fear is what if I've got everything and this is it? Or what if I fail? Or what if it all just somehow goes away? Hi friends and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand, a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Do The Damn Thing podcast. I am so happy to be back. I'm so sorry about missing last week. I got really sick with bronchitis. Um, Little backstory, I have an autoimmune deficiency. I have Hashimoto's disease, which involves your thyroid and significantly affects your autoimmune. So I just have a tendency to get sick often. And when I do get sick, it really takes it out of me. So I'm sorry if you can hear the scratching of my voice. Definitely been getting better on my antibiotics, but I'm on a strong dose, which really makes my voice really scratchy because of all the coughing, because we don't want it to turn into pneumonia. Um, But anyways, I just wanted to record this podcast. I'm starting to feel better. Um, It's Saturday before the podcast comes out. I'm heading to Charleston for work on Monday, which I'm really excited about. Uh, But I just wanted to take this episode, I think, to process a lot of thoughts that have been happening this week. Um, As I always say on this podcast, I always hope to offer just some sort of conversation that comforts you or makes you feel inspired. My goal always with every podcast is to never make you feel like you're alone. And if you're looking for a specific piece of comfort, you know, I, I, I want to offer that to people. Um, so just getting very candid immediately. This week was just really hard. I have a tendency to get really tough on myself when I get sick. Um, as I've told you guys before, I'm very type A, very controlling of my life. And even with tapping and all of the healing work I've done, I've had a lot of difficulty letting that go. I have very strong OCD tendencies. I, uh, I just have a lot of difficulty not being in the driver's seat of my life. I think that was a really big issue that I had when I was going through all my trauma and not processing it and not healing it because I didn't know how to control those emotions, let alone acknowledge them. So I just buried them. So anyways, when I get sick, it's just that out of control feeling that really, really affects my mental health and my emotional health. Something that happens sometimes too when I get sick is I also have a pinch nerve that I've been dealing with for a couple of years now uh, in my neck and it tends to get flared up when I get sick, especially if I'm like more bedridden. Um, so the medication I immediately got on for the bronchitis uh, really just like took it out of my body and made my body just feel like really heavy. I had body aches. I just felt like I couldn't even lift my arms up. So I couldn't really do much, and I'm, I'm just laying in bed for several days. I got sick on Monday, so this is day six, or really Sunday night. But 
uh, I woke up and I just couldn't do anything and it's been like that all week. I just, the, all the medications really exhausting me, making me nauseous. So I really haven't been able to work and laying in bed kind of triggered my pinch nerves. So my neck has been really bad. It's been really hard for me to move. Uh, it's not as bad as it usually is. It's, it's usually to the point, um, my very good friend Brianna can attest to this. I, a while back, um, when Michael and I first started dating, I didn't want to like be a burden to him. So I just, it felt so awkward, like admitting how, how much pain I was in. Uh, but I called Brianna like hysterical, needing her help. I was so, I couldn't move. I was just in so much pain. I thought something was really wrong. <clears throat> Sorry. So anyways, the pinch nerve isn't great. Um, I'm actually starting acupuncture or I start, I'm sorry, I started acupuncture a couple months ago, which definitely seems to be helping. This is the first time it's flared up in the two and a half years I've had it, that it hasn't been completely debilitating. It's just very uncomfortable. And it's just always very scary because the moment it happens, I stiffen up, which makes it worse. But my doctors always tell me like, it's the best to move around and keep active and not lay down because that's what makes it tighter. Anyways, I, you know, just giving you my like my medical history. So I just I've been really down this week. I tend to get very sad when I get sick because it makes me feel so lazy. And you can go back and listen to a podcast where I talked about productive rest. A very uh, inspiring person I follow on Instagram. Her and I have become you know somewhat friends. She. I got, I got really sick one time in the last year I moved here and she reached out to me. and was just like, I tend to be like this as well when I get sick, you know, rest is very productive. This is something I've really had to learn myself, blah, blah. And that, that saying has always really stuck with me. And each time I get sick, I, like I said, with my autoimmune deficiency, I tend to get sick decently often, far more than, you know, anyone else I know. Um, so we had a really good conversation about it and that that saying just has really stuck with me that rest can be productive because even when I'm generally healthy, which is, you know, usually always, I have a hard time relaxing and resting and I just can't, I'm not someone who is comfortable with stillness. Um, I'm very comfortable with silence and, you know, I'm very comfortable being on my own and like I, I love having my time to myself. But stillness can be really hard for me. Um, I tend to feel like very lazy when I'm binging a show or just watching a movie and I'm not like up and around. I like to watch TV or have like something that's technically rest or like relaxation time while I'm doing something that is also productive. So like I'll work a lot at night when I have my TV on. So I'm doing something productive. I just... I don't know what it is. I just have a very hard time being comfortable sitting still. I think I've always been that way. I've been always been a very active person, especially with dance. Um, and just kind of always having something going on, a project I'm always working on. I've always been that way. So when I get sick and I'm being like very forced to put everything on pause and everything on hold, it's just a lot of stillness that makes me get in my head in a not great way. Um, so that's kind of just what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. I felt like the the title of this podcast, I had already come up with it before I started recording, uh, just felt very comforting in knowing that sometimes what we need isn't always what we want. And this week, this is the sickest I've been in a while. The bronchitis, the bronchitis has really taken it out of me. 
it's it's really forced me to reflect um, and just be alone with my thoughts. And sometimes I think too much time alone, you start to overthink because something that I've noticed that I've done a lot in the past uh, before, especially before I moved here, and I think we all have a tendency to do this, is when we're feeling nervous about something like a job or a project we have to do or a conversation we have to have with someone, we tend to fill in the unknown with what could go wrong. We're not always thinking of like the best possible option. And that's just a, that's just a triggered response. That's a subconscious response to keep you safe and protect you because a lot of the time we're taught to fear the worst or expect the worst, right? And a lot of the time, especially if you're working on this intentional life and um, in a part of this intentional conversation, we all know that we have to untrain our brain for that, right? We, we have to teach ourselves that we can expect the best or we don't even have to expect the worst, right? I have a tendency, especially when it comes to com- like harder conversations, if I don't, and I'm very good with confrontation, like it's not something I fear, but it doesn't even need to be a confrontational conversation. But if uh, just a hard conversation in general, like I tend to really overthink it and I fill in all the possible ways the person could respond and it makes me more nervous, gives me more anxiety. I, I just, I don't know, like I've done for a long time. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I think during this week, I was realizing as I was feeling like I was having too much time alone with my thoughts that I was filling in blanks of scenarios that like I was imagining going wrong. I definitely felt a lot of FOMO this week. I had to cancel some very important plans to me, which made me very sad. Um, Jess is my, one of my best friends. Her birthday was, uh, over Easter, but she's having her party this weekend. It's actually tonight. And I obviously will not be going and it just, I really broke my heart not to be able to attend that. I had to cancel other, other plans with other friends. So I just, and like the weather just started to change this week. Everybody's out enjoying it. And I just felt a lot of FOMO. I felt very lonely this week. Um, and obviously like, you know, I can't have Michael coming over to take care of me and I get him sick. So it's just been a lot. Thankfully I've had Bowie to keep me company. She's been an angel this week. But anyways, the point of all this is to say I was feeling like I was starting to have too much time on my hands to think because I couldn't really move. My neck got triggered on Wednesday and or Thursday, one of those days, and the bronchitis just kept getting worse because I didn't actually start the medication until Thursday when I thought I was getting better and then woke up Thursday morning feeling like absolute death. Uh, so I went to City MD and I, 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 you know, they did all the tests and based on my medical history, I had pneumonia like four times in college. So this was definitely turning into that. But anyways, like I'm saying, I keep going off track. I was just feeling very isolated with my thoughts and even with how much healing work I've done and how comfortable I am being alone, it was getting to a point of a lot of uncomfortability and I'm going to admit like even today I'm, I'm not in the best mood like I'm feeling still very down and I just have a lot of trouble with being sick it's something I can't control which I have a major issue with and it just makes me feel really uncomfortable in my own skin because I feel very powerless I feel very weak 
and I just don't like feeling like that. I don't like people seeing me like that. It's just, it's just been difficult. And I think I was realizing I, over the last couple of years, have correlated every time I've gotten sick, especially to the point of pretty much being bedridden. So with the neck or just like being really, really sick. I think a lot about the time when I was on bed rest for my surgery. I, I was on bed rest for two weeks after I had my really big knee surgery. And that was a time where I wasn't actively healing. I wasn't dealing with any of my trauma. And I will say I was alone with my thoughts a lot. And that was a point in my life where I wasn't comfortable being alone with that. And I wasn't, I wasn't good with that. I didn't know how to process that. And I realize a lot has come up each time when I'm sick of that version of myself who feels very scared to think dark things or feels very scared to admit the feelings that I had. And I realized it just this time being sick. I was laying in bed the other day. <laughs> Every time I get sick, I always like to watch like stuff I watched when I was a kid. It just gives me a lot of comfort. Uh, so I've been watching Pretty Little Liars. And I'm sure so many of you have seen that. That's a decently dark show, uh, pretty traumatizing to teenage women. Uh, so I don't know. I was just laying in bed thinking about the show. And I realized the last time I had watched Pretty Little Liars was when I was recovering from my surgery. And I was just kind of thinking back on that time and how much I was hurting and how much pain I was in definitely physically and emotionally and I didn't know how to say that I didn't know how to talk to my parents about it I didn't know how to admit it so anyways thinking of all of that has brought up this subconscious fear this week that has risen to consciousness that I'm now aware of and acknowledging sometimes what we need isn't always what we want I didn't want to get sick we never want to get sick and I certainly didn't think I wanted to dredge up more of more of that trauma more of that feeling of powerlessness because if I've ever felt powerlessness in my life there are a couple times I can name that really bring up a lot of triggering memories and a lot of triggering emotional thoughts and I would say my assault and my surgery were definitely the top two feeling like I had no power over myself or my body is something I fear a lot physically and in illness so I've realized that there is there's always a lesson in things there's always divine timing in things and I think this week I'm realizing there are always places you know and I've always said this there are always places we're going to need to heal more we can never be fully healed um but I'm seeing where I still need to do a lot of work in regards to being comfortable in my own skin um, and feeling strong physically and emotionally. Something that people have told me throughout my entire life, specifically beyond Josh, has been that I've, I'm one of the strongest people they've ever met. And for a long time, that felt like a really big compliment. And then in college, as the distance grew between Josh's death and, you know, me living, like the timeline kept continuing. I really began to resent that because it, it wasn't my choice to become strong. It wasn't my choice to go through what I went through with Josh when we were kids and then his death and then the assault and then my dad and it, none of that was my choice. And 
obviously in regards to any trauma none of that is our choice we don't ever choose to go through trauma and I think that I'm realizing this week really the lesson in all of this has been the powerlessness that I feel, the in control that I desire, the, the the control that I do desire, it, I feel like is becoming to a point where it is, is it, it is getting a little debilitating, um, which is really hard for me to admit because as someone who loves to be in control of their life, their body, their situation, circumstances, whatever it is, giving up control can feel very very vulnerable and puts me in a position with a lot of fear because I've noticed that where I have been able to give up control in my life I do feel fear the the spots that I give up control are where I feel the most fear I am not in control of like my financial stability when it comes to my job because I'm an entrepreneur I can never truly predict like how much money I'm going to make in a month based on clients and it's something I fear very greatly you know I'm working towards that stability but it's not quite here yet and it's something that gives me a lot of discomfort in my life daily so I've realized over the last week that something I and I've been increasingly more and more aware of the desire for control in my life I think As I grow older, as I achieve more, as I become more and more independent, I'm realizing my desire for control doesn't come from a place of just simply wanting to be in control, but wanting to be in control of whether or not I keep what I have, right? I have this fear that everything could be fleeting, which is always the truth. Things are always changing. That's the only truth in this world is that everything changes um I think that that's something that we have to just be okay with but anyways I I think that the what I'm realizing this week with the the control aspect is that I the fear that I need to heal isn't this fear of not being in control but fear of not knowing the outcomes of things and there's a huge correlation in those two things because if I'm in control of something, then I can control the outcome. And while I'm in control of very, very many aspects of my life, which if you don't know, the topic of control has been very consistent throughout this podcast. I've talked to you guys about the list I made when I decided to change my life so many times. I made a, a list and, you know, it might be a good time to actually, actually, you know what, I am going to do that. I made a list, I'll tell you in a second, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. I made a list of all of the things I am in control of in my life and not in control of. And I got into the minutia of detail. Um, so for, for an example, something I wasn't in control of was getting a job, but I was in control of what jobs I applied to, like what I was looking at, blah, blah, blah. And I, I got into every detail I could. I got so I took so much time to make those lists and I really sat with the not in controls list and I I memorized it and I looked at it and I I felt it and I I let that list imprint on me and then I threw it away I ripped it up and and into shreds and threw it away and I have never 
you know, looked at that list. I didn't take a picture of it or anything. But that in control list is something that I, it, it almost became like my, my Bible, if you will. It, it became my reason for powering through each day, my reason for healing. The, it's, it was the start of this journey. It was the start. It was a catalyst for changing my life. And I think I've come to a point again where things have gotten so good that it's almost like the reverse of things. I was at a point where things were so bad that I had to take control. I didn't see a way out of the pain I was in. And that list, I don't know what triggered me to make that list, but that list is honestly something that I I do think saved my life. And now it's a reversal of things. It's almost like a mirrored reality where, where I have so much of what I want and I've achieved so much of what I wanted that the fear is different but the same. The fear is that I'll lose everything. The fear is that I'm not in control of everything. The fear is what if I've got everything and this is it? Or what if I fail? Or what if it all just somehow goes away? Or what if something happens to make it go away? I think it was at the time I made the list three-ish years ago, it was that I had nothing to lose. And now the, the control aspect feels like I have everything to lose. I have everything I've ever wanted and it's only going to get better from here. That's what intentionality teaches us. That's what the universal law of attraction teaches us is that everything can always get better. We're never at a cap. We're never at a limit. But my fear now is that what if I what if I lose all of it? What if it all just goes away? My friends, my boyfriend, my family, my my beautiful apartment, my incredible job and the community that I'm building and and the women that I'm meeting and the connections that I'm making. So I think my plan of action is definitely going to be to make that list again. I am definitely going to do that when I get back from Charleston. Um, I'm going to meet a client um, that is a part of my partnership that I have uh, with a really fantastic woman, um, Rachel, whose website I just redid. You can go to my portfolio uh, and see her new website, Rachel Johansson. Um, But I have a partnership with Rachel, and so I do a lot of her really big clients' websites. Uh, We have some incredible clients coming up this year. But I'm flying out to Charleston to meet the clients and uh, just, you know, have a good time, get some work done. Um, So when I get back, I think I'm going to take some time to make that list again and evaluate where my head's at, how I'm feeling, and maybe get some ideas of how I can loosen up the fear around my control. Because this week has been a very big testament to, or very, very big example, I should say, or I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just been a very telling week to show me where I still need to push towards some internal growth and some internal healing, definitely. Because I've always been someone who, actually, I don't know that I always have been, but definitely in my more adult years, um, I've been someone who fears losing the best parts of my life. 
that's definitely something I've tapped on more times than I can count. Uh, that was something I worked on with Valerie is that a lot of my issues in life has co- have come from abandonment through death. I've lost a lot of very important people in my life. Fearing that, you know, I have this thing um, that I've told all of my like closest friends, my parents, my boyfriend. You are never allowed to leave without saying I love you or giving me a hug because I will let you walk out that door and I will cry myself into oblivion thinking I will never see you again if we leave on a fight or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's definitely a trauma response, but it's just that, again, it all comes back to this control that I desire so deeply. Wow, this has been like a full therapy session. (laughs) But anyways, going back to the topic... I would say that what I definitely didn't want was to get sick. And I certainly don't know that I wanted to have this realization, although it's very empowering to have and to be able to talk about and to admit and have this platform to share with you guys. Um, But I think it is what I needed because I have been at a sort of... What's the word I want to use? I have been at a sort of teeter teetering like a teeter what are those things called a teeter tot not a tater tot (laughs) what what are those things called where someone sits on the ground and then the other person sits on the high side oh my god i can't get a tater tot out of my head now (laughs) okay it's the medication (laughs) anyways you guys know what i'm talking about a seesaw that's what i'm looking for (laughs) a seesaw oh my god a tater tot (laughs) Okay, I don't know where I just went with all of that. But anyways, my point in all of that was to say that I have been on a very big seesaw of emotions. I'm just going to call it a tater tot. A tater tot of emotions. Feeling very high and low, um, especially this week. Definitely more, far more low. But I think I've done a lot of work recently and I'm consistently doing tapping, so I'm consistently hitting new up levels and, and consistently having new realizations where I can keep tapping more and keep tapping deeper. Um, yeah, I think that that's my plan of action. I'm going to do some evaluating. I'm going to give myself some grace and some compassion while doing so and just see where new room for growth can happen because I don't want to be on a tater tot of emotions. <laughs> I don't want to be on a seesaw. And my comfort to you, I hope, is saying that, you know, this is very normal. It's it's very normal to have highs and lows and high highs and low lows. Um, my, my fear of those were that I didn't know how to acknowledge the lows. I didn't know how to sit with the lows and acknowledge the emotions and be with them and be okay with them and accept them and have compassion for them. So if you're in a position where you're suppressing your lows, suppressing emotions, telling yourself you don't feel the way you feel, I really encourage you and invite you to acknowledge those feelings, sit with them, see a therapist, see a practitioner, whatever works for you, to acknowledge the emotions that are there because there's nothing more human than feeling the spectrum of emotions. 
you cannot live off of just joy and happiness because you are denying so much of who you internally are. And I've had a lot of conversations recently with a lot of friends about, I want to say welcoming trauma, but welcoming the emotions that come with trauma. Um, I mentioned my friend Peggy a couple weeks ago who I met up who uh, with, who moved out of the city, but was my best friend in college. You know, she lost her mom a couple years after I lost my brother and her and I have really bonded in that aspect. We talked so much about the guilt and the fears of, of grief. And I think the hardest part with anything, whether it's grief or depression or trauma or whatever it is you might be going through, whether it's just the day to day emotions that you're feeling, just never deny them. Never tell yourself it's, a, it's bad to feel what you're feeling. If you feel something, you have to feel it to heal it. If you feel sadness, if you feel grief, if you feel heartbreak, if you feel hurt, angry, guilt, whatever it is, the only way to heal that is to acknowledge that it's there and ask why. Have these conversations with yourself, even if it does feel really uncomfortable it's been a long time since I felt uncomfortable with emotions, but this week has really challenged me to ask, ask why, to ask why these emotions are here and to ask and question why I feel so sad. I was just really sad this week. Um, but yeah, that's normal. It's okay. I'm not going to sit here and berate myself for feeling sad and tell myself it's not okay and get angry at myself. I think something else that we have a tendency to do is pile the emotions on. I used to get really angry at myself for feeling sad and I'm just, that's just not okay. There's no reason for that. There's no purpose for that. There's no service for that. So if that's something you do, again, I invite you to sit down and ask why. Ask the hard questions. Be comfortable being alone with your thoughts and emotions. I think I will leave you with that. Sorry, Bowie's barking, so I'm going to head out. Um, I'm exhausted. But, yeah, like I said, something something we need isn't something we always want. But the universe knows what we need. And the universe will always hand us the moments to have these realizations in divine timing. And I think that this was a really good time for me to realize these things as we continue to step into quarter one. Um, as summer and spring are coming, definitely happy seasons. So, yeah, I think that's it for you guys. I, you guys know the spiel. I love you all so, so dearly, and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.